now, back to The Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show here on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Makadu studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker team hotline. That's 540 639 4900. 540 639 4900. Before we continue along with our conversation about the Hokies getting a big ACC victory over North Carolina last night into overtimes where this team is growing exponentially in experience and in ability, uh, we need to make sure that you're covered up on everything else going on in the sports world. And of course, that includes the transfer situation, the transfer portal situation with the Hokie football team. That's why we've created this segment. It's called Gotcha Covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry, Tim will get you covered. Hokie Nation, get ready. If you've been living under a rock for the last 24 hours, not only do I have you covered, but I also need to ask you to sit down because you're about to experience a range of emotions that will span the test of time, starting with the transfer portal. We already knew Damon Hazleton was in the transfer portal, and many fans pointed to Jacoby Pinckney, Hezekiah Grimsley, as two guys that might be able to step up and take some of the load that Damon Hazleton has vacated. However, yesterday we learned Jacoby Pinckney, after redshirting his true freshman year, is in the transfer portal. We also learned that Hezekiah Grimsley, after a successful, if not featured, role over the last few years, He's in the transfer portal. We also learned that Caleb Stewart, part of a very crowded running back room, he's in the transfer transfer portal. We also learned that Khalil Ladler, who came off the bench as a backup defensive back to make some huge plays last year, he's in the transfer portal. We also learned that Phil Patterson, another wide receiver that provided depth in the wide receiver room, he's in the transfer portal. And here's the, the smart way to think about this, okay? It's not surprising because the Hokies had more players than they had scholarships available, so you knew attrition was coming. The timing is not random. It's not all of these guys getting together and saying, hey, on Tuesday, we're all going to leave. It's simply the fact that that classes just started, and once classes start, then your semester check is guaranteed for the rest of the semester on your scholarship. So these guys had to postpone their decision until classes started in order to give them this semester of academics at Virginia Tech. And the other thing is this. Yes, you are allowed to be, to be concerned about team depth, and you are allowed to be concerned that some of these guys you thought were valuable members of the team and they are possibly moving on while also wishing them the best and while also realizing that Hazleton, Stewart, Pinckney, Grimsley, Ladler, Patterson believe it's better in their case for themselves as people and players to move on. So you wish them the best, but you can still be just a tiny bit concerned about team depth. And, and I wouldn't expect this to be the last of the attrition. And then the other side, right? You have a little bit of melancholy, a little bit of down, a little bit of sadness that comes with parting ways. You get picked right back up by the basketball team, who Virginia Tech goes two overtimes against North Carolina and wins on a last-second bucket. And it's even more exciting for a few reasons. One, Tyrese Radford had two points in the game. Two. They came with 0.4 seconds on the clock to win the game in the second overtime. 
that's pretty darn uh, good usage of your bullets if you only have one shot left. Uh, the other thing is this. Landers Nolly is the one who set up the play, passing it to Tyrese Radford. This team learned. Syracuse a couple days ago, uh, Landers Nolly forced a three from the logo, and it ended up costing them as he, he, he clanked it off the side of the backboard with four and a half seconds left. This time, he recognized the clock a bit better. He passed it off to his teammate, and the teammate took advantage of the confidence that, that Nolly showed in him. Radford finished the game, got the win over North Carolina. North Carolina is reeling, but anytime you can beat North Carolina, Hall of Famer on the bench in Roy Williams, it is a big deal. Elsewhere in sports, outside of Hokie Nation, Eli Manning announced that he is retiring. All I'm going to say is this. He hasn't announced it yet, but it was leaked that he's planning to announce. Eli Manning's retiring. Uh, all I'm going to say is this. He is the best offensive player in the history of the New York Giants. He is one of five guys in the history of the game with two Super Bowl MVP trophies to his name. He's a Hall of Famer. Sorry if you don't agree with it. You're wrong. Sorry if you don't agree with it. I don't much care. I don't, I don't consider myself, uh, I, don't, I don't worry myself with the opinions of incorrect people. Uh, Zion Williamson began his career last night for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, after three quarters of eh, maybe eh, easing himself into it, exploded in the fourth quarter, had 17 points in 188 seconds. If you're not good with math, that's three minutes and eight seconds. He had 17 points. But give credit to Alvin Gentry. Their coach, he knew what I knew. Didn't matter how well he played. It didn't matter if they won the game, which they didn't. It didn't matter if he had highlights to put on SportsCenter, although he did. What mattered was keeping him healthy. They had a plan for Zion Williamson, and they took him out at the end of that 188 seconds, essentially. They had a player waiting at the, the score table to check in for him when he made his final bucket. They, they were... Very, very aware that Zion Williamson is not on the Pelicans for the next 10 games. He's on the Pelicans for the next 20 years, and they want him to be healthy. They pulled him, rightfully so. That's how his first game in the NBA took off. So that was actually five minutes and like one second. I went a little past the buzzer on Gotcha Covered today, but there was a lot of information that you guys had to get covered on. Um, and, and part of that was the, the Virginia Tech win over North Carolina on the basketball court. Uh, Castle Coliseum, Rockin', Blacksburg, big home win. They, they've actually been playing better on the road in the ACC than they've been playing at home, mostly because they beat Syracuse on the road and then lost to them here in Blacksburg. Um, but a big home win is always a big home win is always a big home win. Um, I'm going to talk something here about, about what Mike Young is dealing with with this team. And part of the reason why what Mike Young is doing is so darn impressive. I always say actions speak louder than words, right? I oh, the, the 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 fact that Virginia Tech continuously talked up their running back room a season ago is words. The fact that they brought in two tr- transfers, a junior college transfer, and a couple of true freshman running backs shows me that they weren't necessarily that confident in the talent they had in that running backs room. Right? Actions Speak louder than words. You look at Virginia Tech, last night's actions spoke louder than words. P.J. Horn played 43 minutes, Landers Nolly played 44 minutes, and Wabissa Beattie played 45 minutes. That's a lot. You would rather not put that that many miles on a few players in a game. But the thing is, it was an intense game 
for for much of the late part of the second half and obviously the two overtimes. And that's what Coach Young had to do. He had to look at his team and think, who can I trust in these pressure situations? And the answers for him were Horn, Nolly, and Beatty. And and the depth is going to become an issue if they're in games like this again because uh, P.J. Horn, 43 minutes. Landers Nolly, 44, as I said. Tyrese Radford struggled a bit, played just 21 minutes. Jalen Cohn played 35, which is a ton for a true freshman that wasn't playing a lot early in the season. Wabissa Beattie played 45, which is a ton for anybody. Off the bench, Naheem Aline played 34. Other than that, the only real significant minutes they did get were, were 15 from Hunter Couture. So essentially, they played a six-man rotation with Couture being eh, a little bit involved. That's a two-overtime game. That is Mike Young clinging to what he feels he can cling on to. Right? It's it's the Titanic has already sunk, and everyone is out in that water, and he is just looking for anything. It could be a door. It could be a boat. It could be a seat cushion. It could be anything that is going to keep his body mostly out of the water. He's grabbing onto it, and, and he's not worried about tiring guys out. He's not worried about anything. Right, He's not worried about anything other than, can I trust these guys? P.J. Horn played 43 minutes, finished with four personal fouls. You, you want to hear maybe the, the, the stat that illustrates this the best? Are you ready? The difference between playing a veteran in a close game and playing a freshman in a close game. The difference between playing a veteran in, a, in an ACC contest and playing an inexperienced, raw freshman in an ACC contest. If I could illustrate this any better, here's what it would be. P.J. Horn and John Ogiaco. John Ogiaco probably has more raw ability than P.J. Horn, right? Just natural ability, ability to run, jump, cut, move, all the things that we count as quality for basketball players. John Ogiaco played seven minutes. He had five points and four personal fouls. <laughs> In seven minutes, he had four personal fouls. Five points, four personal fouls. P.J. Horn played 43 minutes. He played 36 more minutes than, P- than, than John Ogiaco. He had one more point, six points, and the same amount of personal fouls at four. So, so you're going to have a lower ceiling with these guys, but you're going to be able to trust them, right? P.J. Horn took 36 more minutes to score one more point than John Ogiaco. The ceiling is going to be higher with the young athlete. But P.J. Horn also could play 43 minutes and foul once every 10 minutes and 40 seconds. You can live with that, right? He played all the way through two overtimes, and he fouled four times. John Ogiaco played seven minutes, fouled four times. That's what Mike Young is dealing with. He doesn't know when a freshman, or he has to 
feel. He has to use his gut reaction to decide if a freshman is going to have a moment like Nolly and Radford had at the end of the game where they play like super veterans and and take up the entire clock and score the game-winning bucket with .4 seconds. Are they going to be those freshmen? Or are they going to be seven minutes, four fouls freshmen? And he's just got to play it by ear. He's just got to let his let his gut make the decision, let his feelings, let 30, 40 years of coaching experience lead him down a path that has not been cut out before. He's not walking down a paved road here, guys. He's walking through the jungle with a machete, hacking his way through, making his own path. It's so difficult and so impressive. Jalen Cohn shot 11 three-pointers, made six of them. That's awesome. That's great. That's unbelievable, actually. Over 50%. I mean, he's, he's, there's a reason he's one of the best three-point shooters from a percentage standpoint, not just in, in the ACC, not just on the East Coast, not just amongst freshmen, but amongst all of college basketball. Freshmen go six of 11 from three. Another freshman, Landers Nolly, goes two of eight from three. Which one are you going to get? Which one are you going to get? Naheem Aline goes three of nine from three. Which one are you going to get? It is, it is so impressive what Mike Young is doing. He's feeling his way through the game based on what these freshmen can handle. And, and last night it was, we're going to let the, the veterans play huge minutes. Beattie and Horn, 45 minutes and 43 minutes. But we're going to get the difference-making plays from the freshmen. Jalen Cohn, 18 points on six threes. Radford, two points but a game winner. He let the veteran take the, the, the bulk of the work, and he let the rookies win the game. And he did it based on feel. That, you know, what, what, not the sixth sense. Coaches got 12 senses. Mike Young might have 14. <laughs> coaches, coaches got way more senses than even six. They got the five the rest of us have. They have the... The, the, the freshman feel, they have the, the, the veteran smell, they have the winning stench, they, they got it all. Coaches like Mike Young might have 12 senses. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, a gentleman you may have heard of, Eli Manning, has elected to retire. What's his legacy? Is he a Hall of Famer? Is he a first ballot? Answers next. He can't wait for a Space Jam 2. What do you say we go for a little spin? The Tim Donnelly Show returns next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Do want to remind you all about Collision Plus. Uh, I, I don't know if I was listening to the weather completely, but I did hear the term wintry mix. And anytime winter weather gets involved, there's usually some dents and dings to cars getting involved as well. And that's yeah. where Collision Plus comes in. There have been a couple of little slick kind of spots here recently, too. Mm-hmm. Like, cars are getting frosty and everything. So, uh, you might be in a rush, too, like I am sometimes. And then you get out <laughs> and your windshield isn't completely defrosted. So, that You uh, better scrape your full windshield, low bro. I'm talking about mostly the back windshield. Mostly, like, I can deal with the back Scrape windshield. the back windshield. If you need to see, if you need to see, scrape it. Get yourself a scraper. Put the work in. I mean, I've got Collision Plus, though. If I need some, that's help. if if someone else doesn't scrape it and they hit you, you don't be the reason. Come on, low bro. Uh, collision Plus will take care of you though, whether it is a a grocery cart ding or a full on auto collision repair. 
Uh, they can get you back on the road again. Auto body repair, auto paint refinishing, vehicle pin striping, frame and unibody straightening, collision wheel alignments, temporary repairs, vehicle towing, enterprise car rental. Just in case you run into a low bro out there on the on the roads, they're looking out. You ever see the people that uh, scrape just like a little <laughs> six inch by six inch hole out of the the ice on their window, and they're just staring through like the porthole on a submarine. And it, and it looks like it looks like that's shining, like the guy poking <laughs> through the door. Like here's Johnny. If you run into one of those and, and they ding you up, make sure Collision Plus is is your first call. 540-953-3910. 540-953-3910. You don't do that with the front windshield, do you? Um, most mostly no. Mostly is not confidence inducing. Okay, and listen, like also what really gets annoying too is like when uh the side windows are like frosted as well. You can scrape them as well. I usually try to like I I usually try to roll them down to see if it'll scrape. Sometimes it, off. it works, sometimes that and works. Sometimes it doesn't. Then scra- scrape it. <laughs> Get out your scraper. Goodness gracious. I have a scraper, it's just more of a getting up earlier thing, I guess. Even earlier than I already am getting up. Yeah. 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 I shouldn't have told him myself now. <laughs> you should not have. Um, Eli Manning, retiring, uh, or is retired. Uh, fun fact about the Manning brothers, Peyton and Eli, the two highest paid career earners in the history of the NFL came from the same family. And guess what? Eli made $4 million more million What? Than Peyton? Than Peyton. Two hundred and fifty-two million versus two hundred and forty-eight million. So the two of them have combined in their careers to make half a billion dollars just from salary. That's not including, you know, the the direct TV commercials or the uh, the insurance. Yeah, the the insurance jingles that Peyton's still schlepping out there. Uh, So those two guys, they 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 made their money. The question is, does Eli belong? in the conversations that Peyton was automatically put into. The Hall of Fame. The the top of the top, right? Yes. End of conversation? No. <laughs> uh, yes. The answer is yes. Um, Eli Manning is a first ballot Hall of Famer. There are five players in the history of the NFL with two Super Bowl MVPs. And keep in mind, Super Bowl is the goal, Right. Winning a Super Bowl is what every team starts off every season trying to do. There are five players that have not only won it twice, but have been the most valuable player in those games twice. At that point, it's like almost superfluous, like when you're at a Super Bowl. Joe Montana, Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm-hmm. Bart Starr, Hall of Fame quarterback. Tom Brady will be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Terry Bradshaw, Hall of Fame quarterback. And Eli Manning. Who... Is a will yes, be yes he will be two Super Bowls two Super Bowl MVPs uh, he is he holds every single Giants passing record he's the best offensive player in New York Giants history without him the Patriots have eight Super Bowls without arguably the two most unlikely throws in NFL history the Patriots have eight Super Bowls, whether it's Manningham over the shoulder, dropping it into an absolute bucket, or it's staying alive long enough to sling a pass out to David Tyree, who caught it with his helmet. The, those two plays alone are enough to put Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame. If we put kickers in the Hall of Fame, 
because they make big high leverage kicks, then we have to put Eli Manning because he made the two biggest high leverage throws of all time. Uh, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, best offensive player in Giants history, a storied franchise. The guy's a Hall of Famer. You better get used to it. I just hope they put Eli face on his mask or on his on his uh, his bust, his statue. Just a pouting face. Take a break. When we come back, it's Truth or Trash here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Stick around. Tim Donnelly Show continuing. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD. 101.7103.51460 AM as well. Do want to remind you all this weekend, we are nearing the weekend. Grab a couple dosakis, grab some friends, tell some stories, and be sure to stretch the truth a little to keep it more interesante. Uh, because after all, dosakis is the only beer that inspired the very first two point conversion. Uh, so we encourage you to uh, drink responsibly, keep it interesante, stretch the truth, grab a dosakis this weekend. Now it's time for one of our favorite segments of the week. We do it every Thursday. It's time for Truth or Trash. Is it truth or trash? Here's how we do it. Lobro's going to read a statement. I will say whether the statement is truth or if the statement is trash. Uh, I will be as persuasive, as convincing as I possibly can be. And, and uh, if at the end of my argument, Lobro is on my side, you will hear this. If he is still on the wrong side, you will hear this. And then I will get mad at Lobro. That's how we do it here on Truth or Trash. Let's go ahead and get started. What's the first statement? All right, I got you five of them today. All right. All right. Number one, the Hokie football team will be in shambles next season. Trash. Trash, 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 trash. Um, the thing is, this team, and, and this is going to sound like I'm like I'm speaking from you know like Coach Fuente's defense team, um, they can they can weather a bit of this storm, right? Part of what they did this past season is they played so many young guys that they weren't losing anybody. What you could seriously do is just consider this: uh, what was a what was it a five person senior class? If everyone in the transfer portal stays in the transfer portal and leaves, consider it a 11, 12-person senior class, that's normal, right? You're normally having to replace 10, 15 guys each year, and this team was built to do so. So so the, the, the transfer portal, it was a bit startling how quickly it happened. I was actually on the phone with my dad at the time. We were catching up on sports, you know, talking like, like father and son do, and, uh, and my phone was just bing, 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 bing. Finally, I was like, Dad, I got to see what's going on here. Clicked on it. It was like, all right, uh... Jacoby Pinckney entered the transfer portal. Bing, bing, bing. And I was like, they're really upset about this Jacoby Pinckney thing. Let me see what they're saying. Click on it. Hezekiah Grimsley's in the transfer portal. Bing, bing. I was like, this is getting ridiculous. What is going on here? And and finally, my dad was like, all right, you got to go figure out what's going on with with the program that you cover because, uh, you know, you're stopping every two seconds to find out. So, so the how it happened was startling because of how quickly they kind of stacked on top of each other. But, but it, it's it's something they can weather as long as you know there's not you know Christian Darrisaw and uh, Caleb Farley and Jermaine Waller and Rayshard Ashby. Like as long as it's not following uh, a really really dangerous path, then then I think they'll be fine. All right, number two. We just talked about this last segment, but uh, 
Eli Manning should have waited to retire after a better season. This is is rock meat hard place for Eli. I'm sure he would love to wait until after a better season to retire. I'm not sure he's got a better season in him. You don't think so? I, I'm I'm not sure he's got a better season in him. Um, he's almost forty now, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's an older guy. He he he's been declining for a while. You know, it's it's one of those deals where he could come back looking for a better season, play for another team, maybe go to uh, I don't know. Let me think of a team that would that might need him. Maybe a team like I don't know, Chargers. Maybe I don't know. They're getting rid of the, the the Rivers, who's similar. I don't know. He could go somewhere else and maybe start and get beat out by a rookie again. Um, maybe get a few more games. But but I think it's cool that he's going to retire having only played for one team. Um, I think it's cool that he that he's going to retire uh, and and he's passed the torch to the next guy for the Giants and Daniel Jones. Um, and I mean, let's be real. Like Eli's legacy isn't as someone that put up crazy big regular seasons. His legacy is as a Super Bowl winner, as a guy that that took a couple ragtag bunches and won Super Bowls with them. And that's not going to happen next year. I feel I still feel like his career also is kind of in a way marred by Peyton, the whole like shadow of Peyton's career. I mean, Peyton's a better quarterback. But you could say that about everybody, right? Like if your name's not Tom Brady, Peyton Manning's a better quarterback. Like that's that's just what it is, right? Uh, you know, oh, name name like Dan Reno. Payton's a better quarterback. It's like it, 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 that's not a knock on Eli Manning. It's it's being Michael Jordan's kids and saying your dad's a better basketball player. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I still played Division One. I, I was pretty good. It's like, yeah, but your dad's a better basketball player. It's like, well, I well, yeah, it's I, Michael Jordan. I didn't realistically have the expectation I was going to be better than my dad. So so I think Eli's come to grips with that. I think I think it's a decent time. I think it's. The the league has run its course with Eli Manning. All right, number three. The age of Zion has officially begun. I, re- I refuse to call it the age of Zion. LeBron James is still playing. He's the leading vote getter for the All-Stars. Kevin Durant's going to be back next year. Steph Curry's going to be back later, uh, hopefully in March. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, we may have just entered the Giannis era. Uh, the the we may have just entered the Luca era. We've seen 188 seconds of good Zion in the NBA. That that's literally what we've seen. 188 seconds of of really good Zion in the NBA. Scored 17 points in 188 seconds. That's three minutes and eight seconds. And and we're already christening an era. Age. Thank you. An age. We're already christening like the like. What's the difference between an age and an era? Like, what's the difference between, like, the Mesozoic era and the Ice Age or the Dark Ages? I don't know. I guess both were just a period of time. I don't know. I guess it – I don't, I don't know. I didn't study – Dark Ages, Dark Era. I guess Dark Era sounds a little too, like, dark, so maybe they just – Well, what, like, ages. Ice Age versus ice the, era. Jur- the Jurassic Era. What's the difference? I have no idea. Come on, man. You're throwing around words you don't even know the, the, the meaning of. How am I supposed to say if it's truth or trash if you don't even know what an era is? All right, here we go. According to some website here on Google, an era is a time period of interdeterminate length, generally more than one year, while age is the whole duration of a being, whether animal, vegetable, or other kind, lifetime. So I guess it would be an era then, not an age. 
Yes, it would be an era. The era. Fine, here we go. Let me change it again. Number. <laughs> all right, number three. The era of Zion has officially begun. No, the era has not, but the age has. All right. <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right, number four. So um, you've heard about Daniel Snyder, Redskins owner, wanting to kind of allow sports betting at, like, a new mm-hmm. stadium. So – Number four is allowing sports betting in stadiums is a definite step in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's one of those deals where people are going to bet on games. It's, it's going to happen. Even but, when it's like behind the scenes. Like it, exactly. People are going to bet on games. They've been betting on games. All these states that are taking forever to legalize gambling, even though it's federally not, not banned anymore. Do you think people in your state aren't gambling? Do you think they don't have a, a, a sketchy guy in their phone that they text when they want to put money down on the Wizards taking on the, 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 the Timberwolves on a random Tuesday? Of course they do. So you might as well bring it into the light and make it as convenient as possible. Do you know why March Madness is so darn exciting? Because everyone's yeah. in a bracket pool. Everyone. Right. You, me, everyone in the, 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 the office down the street, everyone's grandmother, like everyone yeah. is in it. They all have money on it. That's why it's so darn exciting. Is that even like, is it even technically legal then with March Madness then since it's like a bracket? If you're putting money on it, no. But yeah. everyone does it and everyone's cool with it. You might as well be able to, to log your bracket at the stadium. I mean, we bet on like horse races and stuff too, right? So if you go to off track betting where it's legal, you can't, you can't just. Oh, really? Oh. You, you have to go to like wow. a casino or an off-track betting location. Oh, okay. It's, Man. It, like, but everyone does it. Like, you might as well make it all legal. And then once it's legal, you might as well make it as convenient as possible. It feels like it's like so ingrained in our society that it already, like, it's just, it really should be a thing that's already like legal. Yeah. It's it, weird. It, w- it wouldn't be the first time the, the legislators you see it in movies didn't and use things a ton of common sense. All the time. I don't get into politics. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. But, no. but yes, they should put it in stadiums and they should make it as convenient as possible for gamblers. Because I'll say this, about sports, gamblers are usually really big fans. But are you Gamblers not- usually have teams they like. They like going to games. They're, they're P1s. And Radio P1 is someone that listens to your station like all day, right? It's someone that listens to your station like all the time. Um, they're like a, a fan P one. It would be the equivalent it is someone that like loves sports and cancels other plans to watch games. That's a gambler. You want to take care of them. If you are a sports owner or a sports enthusiast. No, are you not afraid maybe of like, maybe some like crazy behaviors or anything in stadiums? Like maybe like some kind of like erratic behavior. It happens like already. That? If you watch games and you know what the spread is, like if, if someone's favored by six and a half and, and they hit a bucket late to go up seven, you're going to hear people in the crowd cheer. And most of the time, you just think it's like, oh, that's nice. They really like that play. In actuality, it's them going like, my wallet is safe. I'm covered. All right, defense, D up, D up. Because it's a cover. Like, that's what they're looking for. Gambling is everywhere if you know where to look. All right. And number five. So you know those, like, that planter's peanut commercial that's, like, the planter guy, like, dies and stuff? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. But, yes, I'm aware of it. It's just weird. I saw, like, I saw like on my Facebook thing, it said, breaking news. The planter's peanut mascot has died. And I'm like, this is breaking news? It's working. They're, sure. they're having us talk about it. So yeah, it's good exactly, advertising. Exactly. So uh, we were talking about this a little off air. But uh, the planter's peanut guy will come back 
during the Super Bowl. Well, first of all, this was borderline my statement. I was the first one yeah, to float this it idea. Was, it was. I think during the I'll Super Bowl, there's going to be some kind of reincarnation of the Peanut Man. You think he'll like Mr. Peanut? Do you think his design will change or something? I maybe. I don't know. Or or I don't. I feel or, like it would be so weird to drop. Or maybe that we're going to learn that that he has a child. Maybe a Mrs. Peanut. Like a Mr. Pistachio or something, maybe? Ooh, I like pistachios. But do, does planters make pistachios? I don't think they make anything. Well, they might farm. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might grow. Um, Man, right. planters <laughs> makes the best peanuts. <laughs> Their ingredients are... Uh, um, uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to take that bell. We're going to call it a day. <laughs> truth or trash. That's truth or trash. We're going to be right back after this with, with a, a little bit of the Zion conversation and then pick. Stick around. Pokies. Birds get that bird. Blue hens. Internet. Let's just say the man likes birds. That looks pretty badass. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show back. Talking the New River Valley. Also back the SeatGeek app. Back like it never left because it never did. It should be right there on your phone. Downloaded, locked and loaded, ready to go for concert season. It may be cold now, but pretty soon you're going to be interested in going to those big outdoor venues. You're going to want to ha- have awesome seats to see your favorite band play to you and 50,000 of your closest friends. Um, and, and one way to do that is to get the SeatGeek app, S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K app. Uh, whether it's a sporting event, comedy show, concert like I was describing, festival, whatever it is, um, head to the SeatGeek app, uh, download it, search for tickets. Find the cheapest ones, the best deals, whatever you're looking for, the closest to the stage, uh, and 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 buy them. And then use promo code Tim T I M. That's promo code Tim T I M for for uh, ten dollars off on your first purchase. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the fastest and easiest way to. <laughs> first of all, for, by far, let me let, let me get. It's by far the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets. Uh, and and we would appreciate it if you do use the SeatGeek app. Second of all, Lobro has hand signals. This is going to be a little inside radio for you. Lobro has hand signals that he gives me, right? Holding up one finger means there's one minute left. Two fingers, two minutes left. They're really, really complicated. A fist means 30 seconds left. And then when you hold up all 10 fingers and you count down, that's 10, 9, 8, 7. And, and you know, he, he the little, little uh, thumb and pinky out means someone's on the phone. We have hand signals that we use, so I know kind of where to drive this show. He just looked at me, gave me four leaned back, gave me six, leaned back and just smiled and acted like I was supposed to know what that meant in the (laughs) middle of a live read. I'm sitting here talking about SeatGeek, trying to let you know to get $10 off using promo code Tim. And he went four, six, smile like he did something. Obviously, four plus six, $10 off, $10 off your first purchase. That is not what you were saying, (laughs) although that is a decent backtrack. Uh, so what were you, what were you uh, saying? Well, originally I thought we had four minutes left, and we actually had more than four minutes. So I was like, well, maybe he'll just dis- discount the four there that I just four I just threw and up. six, and I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> All right, um, so I guess we had six minutes left. Is that what's going we on? We did, here? but now we're you know we're ticking ticking clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, real quick, I want to address the Zion stuff. Just I, I want to kind of jump ahead of it. Um, Zion was pulled out of the game while he was absolutely on fire. And and there's some that believed he should have stayed in the game, ridden out the hot streak. This was not a pitcher with a no-hitter getting taken out of the game by the manager. This was someone that went into the game with a plan 
to only play a certain amount of minutes, to only play a certain amount of hard NBA minutes to ease him into not only the conditioning, but to make sure that his body is is healthy enough to take the poundings of NBA basketball. I think it was smart, too. It is. And and it's it's one of those deals where uh, the coach is just going, oh, man, this is going to look bad, but I have to do it, right? He would have loved for Zion to score 17 points in 188 seconds in the first quarter and then be doing nothing in the fourth quarter when he had to take him out, right? He would have loved for that narrative to to play itself out better. He would have loved for that to happen. But that's not how it gets down, right? That's not how things work. It, it's almost like, um, you know, it, it's not even Murphy's Law because this was good, but it's just saying, like, nothing is ever convenient for a coach. You, you're always going to be the bad guy. So, so Zion was taken out. Smart move by the coaching staff. I'm not here to to – nitpick whether it should have been 30 seconds later, 30 seconds earlier, anything like that. They had a plan. I'm sure that plan was worked out with training staff. I'm sure that plan was worked out with Zion himself. I'm sure that plan was worked out with uh, upper management, right, as they look towards the long-term future of the, of the franchise. And and I think you just have to be pleased that he played well, be pleased that he came out healthy, and, and be pleased that that he's back, right? He's back and he's playing basketball once again. Uh, we do have three games to pick here. None really of note in college basketball uh, that I was I was excited about. No ACC games at all. But there are three NBA games. Wizards, one of the local teams, playing at the Cavaliers. Um, these are two not very good teams. Um, so so when two not very good teams play, right? When when we, we we say this often, when there's equal teams, go with the home team. So go ahead and give me the Cavs to pull it out. But it's really just because the game is being played in Cleveland. Lakers at Nets. Um, I was actually just watching highlights of the 2001 NBA All-Star game during one of the commercial breaks here, which just goes to show you what kind of a sports nerd I am. Um, But at the end of that game, there was an absolute shootout between Lakers' Kobe Bryant and Nets' Stephon Marbury, and and they were shooting the lights out, and and Marbury ended up winning. And it got me thinking that that's probably one of the last time the Nets got the better of the Lakers, and I don't think that's going to happen here tonight. Uh, so I think the Lakers are going to keep doing what they've done to the Nets over a long period of time, and that's uh, making them look bad. Give me the Lakers. Mavs at Blazers. Luka Doncic taking on Dame Lillard. Dame just put up 61 points, most points in the league this year, highest ever scored by a trailblazer, most ever scored on Martin Luther King Day, career high for Damian Lillard. I still think the best player in this game is Luka Doncic. I still think the best player in Mavs at Blazers, even though it's in uh, Portland is 20-year-old Luka Doncic. Give me the Mavs to pull it out. And just like that, everybody, Thursday is coming gone on the Tim Donnelly Show. That's crazy. And we're already uh, almost three weeks into this new schedule. Almost three weeks into the morning show. Yeah. Um, and and like I said, this this uh, this show is coming to a close here. I do want to remind everybody to follow us on social media, at Donnelly Sports, at Donnelly Show. Uh, the conversations that we have here often are sparked by things we see on social media. So write to us. Write at us. Talk to us on Twitter. Talk to us on Facebook. We might take your your kernel of knowledge and and turn it into a half hour of sports radio. Or and, and we'll definitely cite you if we do that. Um, and, yeah, and, and your podcast too. and and the podcast. It's being tweeted out from at Donnelly Show every day. Also posted to Facebook, the Tim Donnelly Show every day. Also on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you want to go. There you go. That's that's our little uh, pitch at the end of the show. 
appreciate you for listening. We'll be back to round out the week tomorrow at 6 a.m. Until then, have a great day, everybody. 